is Carlos Sainz, who, by the way, a couple races ago was complaining about somebody intimidating him. Now all of a sudden, he's over here trying to intimidate the young the young fella. We won't stand for that, Carlos. People need to know we're real. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. Thank you for joining us wherever you choose to get your podcast from. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review us. My name is Marwan Osman, and I am joined, of course, by the one and only Edgar O'Neill. Edgar, what's going on, man? Not much. Always good when I get to see your face. And it's always good to be seen. So oh, wow. let's okay. talk. They don't want to give it back. Okay. No, it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> let's let's talk about this race. All right. Because there was there's a lot to break down here. Uh, well, there are things to break down there, here yes. that uh, I want to dive into. But first, just a quick recap for everybody. Max Verstappen, as always, P1 in the Belgium what? Grand Prix, um, 22 seconds ahead of his teammate. And oh, yeah, by the way, he started in P6. So there's that. We're going to um, come back to that. Yeah, yeah, we should come back to that. Uh, he was joined on the podium by his teammate, Sergio Perez. Good weekend for him. And Charles Leclerc, Ferrari, look at that, doing big things. But no, that was the race. We had a sprint race. And by the way, just for the record, sprint race and traveling on the same weekend does not make it easy to be mm -hmm. a fan of Formula One for that yeah, weekend but... and consume the sport. But hey, I did it and we're here. Just uh, just a little memo to the FIA here. I know they're big fans of this show. Uh, just it, it's hard to travel and consume a sprint weekend all at the same time. But yeah, we'll make, make it, it easy work. for your boy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't easy, but we did it. Now, I don't know. I don't even know where really to start here. The race itself was okay, I yeah. guess. Um, I was sitting in my in my little living room doing a rain dance, hoping for some rain to come down, but. Yeah. Uh, no, didn't get that. This was also like after the after I knew the results because I saw the results on my phone and then yeah. I watched the race. So you know, I I knew what was gonna happen, but I was also still hoping for some shenanigans to ensue. Um, I don't know. How did you How did you experience this race? It was not entertaining for me, and I don't think it was entertaining for anyone because honestly, my my way to tell is the commentators because they'll start talking about f1 related things but like mm -hmm. not what's happening on the track like they'll start explaining different tires and whatnot and then they'll also start talking yep. a little bit slower to check in with anthony davis <laughs> down on the pit wall like i gotta say that seems like one of the hardest jobs in 2023 being an f1 commentator yeah. Um, when you have Max Verstappen 30 seconds ahead of second place and no overtakes, what I, all the credit in the world, if we're if here, we'll just go ahead and give the flowers out to to the commentators of Formula One, yeah. all of them. Okay. Um, but no, it was, um, yeah, it was a bit of a snoozer. But hey, we still made it through still enjoy enjoyed watching it because it's Formula One and we are addicts. Absolutely. So we're going to be there watching every single race. Yeah, not a whole lot to break down, but we did get some moments, you know, some excitement. There was a brief moment where we had, you know, some rain, but not rain that was really going to change yeah. anything up. But yeah, and then by then Max was ahead of this thing and got it locked up. But I do want to start by talking about the beginning of this race here. We saw an incident 
mm -hmm. incident with your boy, your young protege, Oscar Piastri of McLaren and mm -hmm. Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. Now, this was interesting, actually, because yeah. it, it clearly to everybody watching, it was not Oscar Piastri's fault. Mm -hmm. Every, everyone saw that clearly he was squeezed into the corner it he had that corner uh, mm -hmm. by it's it's always tough with the opening lap um it gets enforced a little differently the rules uh, i think they get a lot more leeway as far yeah. as what what can fly and what doesn't but no that shouldn't have been that shouldn't have been the result that happened there um it was a bit of uh shooting yourself in the foot there for carlos science as yeah. that also ended up ending his own race too but no, just give me your overall reaction to that incident. Um, when it happened, it was a sigh, you know, like because you said Piastri is my boy, and technically yes, but like between the two, I'd say I'm probably a bigger fan of Carlos Sainz. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was definitely his. his Once fault. a McLaren driver, always a McLaren driver, I guess. Exactly. Is that how is that how yeah. things go that for McLaren fans? That's why we have Lewis there too. Oh wow, Lewis, yeah. uh, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you lost me there. Yeah. But no, it was that. And then by the time they were tired, because they kept him out. I feel like it was past lap 15, at least. I know it was past lap 15 that Carlos Sainz was still out. That was a long time to keep him out before retiring him. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think they were just hoping for some safety car, maybe some red flag that will yeah. let them work on the car a little bit, but no, it never came. And I mean, Hey, it's, it's actually pretty interesting to see here because this entire weekend, Oscar Piastri was outperforming Lando Norris. Um, it was, it was actually really impressive to see from this rookie. And mm. recently I've, I've, the stock is rising. I mean, I know Ooh. he came in with a lot of hype, and yeah. it's it's always tricky in the first year. You you really don't know what to expect. Uh, the great ones obviously will just take off, but you know there there are some late bloomers out there. And this isn't even him being a late bloomer. This is he, it's still year one for him. What yeah. he's doing is incredibly impressive. Um, so I I do want to say I do want to highlight that though that uh, this weekend, just everything you just said now, mm -hmm. I was in my mind I was applying to uh, DeVries. <laughs> <laughs> okay we don't need to relive that all right let the man just let that go all right okay. i'm sure we'll have uh we may throw a little recap of the rookies and, <laughs> you know we that that will be the last time we talk about nick DeVries. but right now we don't okay. need we don't need that to be to come up at this moment okay um i've been really impressed by oscar piastri and i'm all aboard the hype train now i'm i'm officially ready to declare that um his performance is th this weekend, you know, not on him, obviously, yeah. uh, despite what Carlos Sainz might have you believe this, yeah. this, this was not his fault. And I, the whole, when I was just reading those quotes and seeing, seeing what was going on there, I was like, Hey, don't let this old man bully you, Oscar Piastri. <laughs> this is just another case of the vet, you know, trying to just bully his bully, the young guy. Yeah. And, uh, we don't Isn't stand Carlos for that Sainz here. Than us? Wait, what? Isn't Carlos Sainz younger than us? We might be the same age. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, it's uh, it's Carlos Sainz, who, by the way, a couple races ago was complaining about somebody intimidating him. Now, all <laughs> of a so sudden, true. he's yeah. over here trying to intimidate the young the young fella. 
we won't stand for that, Carlos. Not here. No, that's a fair Not point. Not on this show. That's, yeah. But no, overall, that that whole incident did did raise a couple eyebrows. As far as I really wasn't sure what the FIA was going to do. Obviously, they um, we saw the sprint race incident with Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez. Lewis Hamilton got a five second penalty for a pretty similar incident. Honestly, uh, the damage to Sergio's car was honestly the same as the damage we saw on Carlos Sainz's car, but five second penalty for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I think they kind of just let it sort itself out. You know, Oscar Piastri was out of the race. Carlos Sainz eventually was out of the race. They kind of just threw their hands up. Like, okay, what else do we need to do here? And the answer was nothing because yeah, it all worked out for, for them. Well, we did have a sprint race at least. And that alone was, Honestly, I just want to focus on the podium for the sprint race. Uh, okay. Max Verstappen, Oscar Piastri, Pierre Gasly. That yeah. is quite the podium. And yeah. honestly, um, we're going to have a, a segment here for bold predictions. Um, and we're going to yeah. just, just allu- I'm going to allude to that, you know, just remember this conversation later when we talk about when we give our bold predictions for the second half of the season. There was another McLaren driver out there by the name of Lando Norris. Um, any thoughts on his performance? I, uh, I mean, he still finished in the points. I, uh, I was, saw articles that were like talking about how he was spiraling um, at the beginning of the race. Did we get, because I don't remember getting those radio messages. I don't remember it. I had, yeah. Okay, yeah. So apparently he was like really negative in his radio messages um until they switched to the softs um and then it turned around but i don't know uh you know could it have been a better day for mclaren in general yeah um i think because i also saw that they knew that on the straights that they were going to suffer just because of the package of the car um so yes yeah they did the best they could uh ended up being just a meh day not really like a Apparently, and this is something that I was completely late to the party that everybody realized except for me that the McLaren does well on wet weather conditions, uh, but not so well in dry races. Uh, they mentioned that during the broadcast and I've been learning like a lot of new things over this over the course of the broadcast. Usually it's usually related to upgrades that I just mm-hmm. completely miss and they mention it. But uh, no, the McLaren apparently does better in wet weather conditions and mm-hmm. is not as effective in dry conditions. So yeah, I guess uh, Aquaman. Hmm. They are the Aquaman of uh, Formula nice. One teams. Nice. Um, I mean, that 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 works for me. Oh wow. Okay. Because a lot of people hear that and might think of it as an insult. That's because people don't know Aquaman. He's misunderstood. Yeah. Very. Like McLaren. Okay. Yep. It works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the it it just works. It, mm-hmm. The analogy works. Um, but no, I it was a just an overall weird performance from Lando Norris uh the start of the race he was just getting overtaken every time they cut to him every time they cut to an overtake it was Lando Norris being overtaken um then they switched him switched his tires and got him right and yeah so up and down performance overall McLaren I I don't want to just come on here and say hey sky's fallen those last two races were flukes um I'm not ready to do that just yet and I wouldn't, I wouldn't like overall, cause still you had the sprint race. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a solid performance and look with, they're not, they're not Ashton Martin. 
all right, this is a team that I think has a little bit more uh, ability, a little more resources. Um, and so we're not going to see a, another situation here where this team yeah. just comes out of nowhere and starts overperforming. I think this McLaren team is in the hunt. And mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about our predictions for the second half of the season later in this episode. But no, I don't think as a McLaren fan, nothing to worry about. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, oh. This, this is a... We're gonna do this segment a little early. This is usually the last segment that we do where we just just rapid fire. We need a name for it, by the way. We're still working on that. Just um, yeah, well, sprint. It's our sprint. This is this is the sprint race. Yeah, this is our sprint race. We'll workshop that. I like it. There's nothing to workshop. <laughs> uh, one second while I build this up. Uh, like I'm keep, I'm still thinking, but I feel like sprint. Our sprint works the best. <laughs> it was solid, you know, but we can't just go with the first thing that we come up with. We can't when it's awesome. Oh, uh, all right. So let's talk about this now. Another team that I want to talk about really quick would be AlphaTauri. Uh, okay. So we saw one of the main things to watch going into this weekend. We saw Daniel Ricciardo have a solid performance last week uh, yeah, in Austria. Yeah. And I want to see, can he keep this going? Now, he finished B18. Uh, not, not a great performance from Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, things didn't really go well for him. Uh, but what I really want to focus on is Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah. Because I think right now, as far as stock rising, obviously you have Oscar Piastri. But right there with him, I would put Yuki Tsunoda in that conversation. Now, in terms of stock rising or like skill? Stock or rising. I think uh, the future, as far as brightest futures in this, in this formula, we have Oscar Piastri, and I would put Yuki Tsunoda somewhere in that category. I think this season. Now, the only reason I'm saying that is because of the car that he's driving. Uh, yep. he's, he's clearly outperforming the car that he's in. Yep. Um, Tari just gets the scraps from Red Bull, both in terms of the car and like the personnel to kind of put that <laughs> car together. Uh, yeah. They're trying their best, all right? Yeah. But um, no, it's, he's, he's overperforming, I would say. Yuki Tsunoda has been really impressive this season and this past race. So I ask you this. Mm -hmm. Next year, Yuki Tsunoda, is he in an Tari? Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, yes. Now, well, actually, technically, no, because they're not going to rebranding next year, aren't they? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So technically, no, he won't be in AlphaTauri. Uh, I'm willing to go and I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. This isn't even my bold prediction. I'm just going to throw this out here. Yuki Tsunoda will not be in AlphaTauri next year. All right. now, that's not to say he will definitely be in a Red Bull. Uh, just not be in but I, I think he has shown that one of these teams out here, um, maybe Alpine, uh, has, you know, uh, there's, there's something going on there, right? Yeah. I don't think we, I don't think we got a chance to talk about this uh, with Otmar. Oh, yeah. No, we haven't. Team strategists. They're, they're out. Uh, yeah. we're, we're entering that, that phase of the season where it's becoming a little bit like musical chairs. Um, you know, uh, but if eagle-eared viewers or listeners remember on a certain last episode, you know that point about Otmar was raised. So I'm giving myself flowers. Honestly, yeah. that that was actually a pretty honestly one of the best predictions you've ever made. Yep. <laughs> Just like, you know, when does the shoe drop? And apparently very quickly. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, I don't I don't even remember what I said, but my immediate reaction to that was okay. It's it's kind of indifferent, and yeah. like that's just kind of how I view Alpine at the moment. It's just does does anybody yeah. like root for Alpine? Are there Alpine fans out there? Um, Maybe now because I also I kind of think that Otmar was a presence that wasn't good for the team. In terms not like strategy wise but like literally just i'm gonna use the term aesthetic not because of how he looks but like he just gives off the vibe of that kid who would come to the lunch table that would sit at the lunch table and you knew he knew you didn't want him there yet he had the confidence to sit down anyway that's who otmar should knock off is nailed it but now I, I am interested to see who they bring in now the rumors that have been floated out there is uh one matias benotto of oh. ferrari fame uh oh. which I mean, I would like to, I don't know, uh, why not? It's, it's hard to, I don't know. Okay, look. Why not? <laughs> okay, look, there was a lot going on with Ferrari last season. It was, it was, the, it was the preceding seasons as well. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. But for Alpine, I think they need a name. They need a name. They're trying mm -hmm. to escape out of this uh, irrelevance that they've fallen into of constant fifth, sixth, and occasional fourth place finishes. And, you know, if that's the direction they want to go to, why not? Because at least, oh, hey, they got the cute Italian man with the vineyard. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Good for them, I guess. I don't know. I guess. We're still not going to be interested. We'll see. Um, yeah. I started this by saying I want to be positive today, and I don't think <laughs> a single positive thing. <laughs> it just happens. It happens. Um, but hey, actually, here we go. Ferrari, despite what happened to Charles or Carlos Sainz, great performance from Charles Leclerc. 
I don't believe we heard any sort of bickering between oh, yeah. Charles Leclerc and his team. Um, you know, as yeah. he's he's earned the the nickname the saddest man in a Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, <laughs> yeah. and I think this this weekend he might be moving away from that. So hey, solid performance from him, finished on the podium. Good job to Charles Leclerc. So there, I said something positive. Yeah, let the record show. Here we go. It's a happy episode. Exactly. Now we can we can brand it as a happy episode. Um, Mercedes, kind of a, a so-so performance, right? I would say. Yeah. Um, Lewis Hamilton. Genuinely don't remember what happened with either of them. Yeah, they kind of just were there. They they existed, I guess. You know, solid performances from Lewis Hamilton, who uh, uh, finished P4. Honestly, P4 and P6 for, for Lewis Hamilton and George Russell. So I would say that's a good performance. That's a good day for Mercedes. Um, what will be interesting to see is uh, really when it comes to these teams that aren't Red Bull, mm. I'm just interested to see where the where the teams end up because right now uh, it's it's tight. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that in a second. All right, so now we enter summer break and three week. We'll we'll see Formula One back at the end of August. We'll try and kill the time somehow. We'll see. But with summer break comes a lot of speculation. That's mm -hmm. we got whole three weeks to speculate. But we're gonna do it all now. Why not get it out the way? A lot of storylines to follow here. Um, let's. I'll just I'll just give it to you. What is the most intriguing storyline for you following the summer break? I know we kind of just talked about like who cares, but maybe it's because they just didn't know it's management at Alpine. Because mm -hmm. I, I did see something as well. Like I knew you said the rumors, but I saw also rumors that they were like, eh, we're not, we're not worried about it. We're just going to rush this. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, hey, at least they have Ryan Reynolds in there too. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my awesome. God. Did Ryan get Otmar out? <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't doubt that. You know? Honestly, like he banned him and he's like, oh, wow, this guy sucks. I don't like this guy. Get him yeah. out of here. But no, that is definitely something to watch out for. Um, I would say for me, it's got to be these constructor standings. So, mm -hmm. right now, and as I stall while I pull this up here, we have Red Bull. They got this thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm talking about second, third, and fourth. And, well, actually, yeah, so just second, third, and fourth here. Uh, we have Mercedes at 247, Aston Martin at 196, and Ferrari right there at 191. Mm. Now, obviously, we have Aston Martin kind of on a nosedive here. Uh, yeah. Things aren't going well for them. And then creeping up here, we have McLaren at 103. So the question I have for you is this. One, does Mercedes have second place? What's the numbers again? Sorry. All right, so Mercedes is at 247, Aston mm. Martin at 196, Ferrari 191, and McLaren at 103. And we have, I think, 12 or so races left, something like that. Uh, yeah, 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 Mercedes is going to be two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's weird saying that after the performances we've seen from McLaren, because right now I'm willing yeah. to concede that McLaren has the better car. Uh, yeah. Mercedes has, I'd say, the better drivers. Uh, right. But that's up in the air. Well, they have Lewis Hamilton at least, who yes. I think is uh, the current second best driver we have on the grid. Mm -hmm. um, put him in a Red Bull, by the way. Just, just kind yeah. of throw in there. Put him in a Red Bull, and Max is still running away with this, but it'd be slightly closer. I think he'd be outperforming Sergio Perez. But that's that's honestly what I'm looking forward to seeing here. It's just how the rest of these constructors shape up. I do expect Mercedes to hold on to that second place spot. Um, the last time we made any sort of predictions on constructor standings or team standings, it didn't go very well. And we don't need to relive that. But no, I feel pretty confident in saying that Mercedes will will lock down that second spot. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I expect this Aston Martin team to continue to spiral. I think they'll get jumped by Ferrari and they'll get jumped by McLaren. Yeah. Now, lucky for them, Alpine is kind of just stuck in the middle of nowhere and they'll, they're safe there. But no, it was a nice run from, from Aston Martin. But yeah. They, they gave us some entertainment. You know, it was it was fun. It was a fun little storyline. It was like, exciting all, for a bit, yeah. All good things have to come to an end. Right? Now, I think Alonso's still technically P3, right? Hmm. Yeah. That's another thing I also wanted to talk about was uh, these standings. <laughs> Obviously, I think Sergio Perez has second place safe. He's finally figured out that he's in a Red Bull. He's, he's in the fastest car on the grid. Well, we say that, but this was like really the first race where it felt like that happened, and we're about to go on break. Not the That's best time. I'll say about that. Yeah, yeah. Not the best timing for Sergio Perez. It feels like he's finally got his groove, and boom, three-week break. <laughs> but... No, I think, I think he'll hold on to that second place spot. The question becomes now is Lewis and Fernando Alonso, they're right there, 149 and 148. Fernando in third, Lewis in fourth. No. Now, yeah, Lewis, Lewis is in the better car and he's a better driver. So I would expect him to, to hold on to that. The question now becomes can Charles Leclerc and George Russell, who are both tied at 99, by the way, uh, end up catching Fernando Alonso? And uh, it's going to be close. I'll say yeah. that. But I, I'll, I think one of them will. And that one will probably be Charles Leclerc. Uh, yeah. He's the better driver of the two. And mm -hmm. he's 
Well, that's when, the thing. It's like it's better driver, but then what happens if the Ferrari shits out on him? Yeah, like, uh, when when his team is actually not getting in his way, because as we all know, the biggest enemy of these Ferrari drivers is the Ferrari team. Yep. When when that's not happening, um, the, I don't think anyone can really stop him. I think he's he's solid third place podium finishes every race should be the the minimum when everything is actually going smoothly for Ferrari, which is almost never the case. Um, but no, definitely interested to see that just because these standings after Max Verstappen and even after Sergio Perez are really tight, and we have one driver on a team who is faltering, and then we have um, four. I would put. Uh, Carlos Sainz, and maybe even Lando Norris. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps in there too. Um, they're going to be jockeying for that third place spot. So definitely one of the more interesting storylines to watch out for. So one last thing. Uh, one last thing we want to talk about before we end with some bold predictions for for the second half of the season. Can Red Bull or Max Verstappen be challenged? Not beaten. Can they be challenged is the no. question. Well, Red Bull can. Max cannot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How quickly you said no there kind of just m- makes me feel sad. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It is sad. Yeah. Uh, but the answer is no. To answer, no, to yeah. answer my own question. Yeah, no. No one's, gonna t- no one's touching them. Not even close. Yeah. P6, 22 seconds ahead of his own teammate. Hold up. I do want to comment on the whole P6 thing because people are like, oh, yeah, he made the comeback from P6. We've seen him do it from P20. Why yeah. are you getting excited about this? Why did he and get driver of the day? Look, he passed Sergio Perez on lap fifteen. Or like, I do, okay, that was it. That's we it. have we have seen him do it before, um, but it's still wildly impressive. We <laughs> we cannot get we can't get complacent here with how hard it is that he's doing what he's doing because uh, he makes it look easy. Because you're looking at yeah, because I guess maybe I'm looking at it now as like when I forget who said it already where he's making the other cars look like F2 cars. Total Wolf said that. <laughs> yeah, and so now it's like, that's just like... Oh, man. Like LeBron playing against middle schoolers. Oh, man. Hearing the other drivers talk and teams just talk about Red Bull, it, yeah. it's making it worse. All right, guys, we know they're better than you. You don't have to say it, all right? <laughs> but um, no, before we, before we wrap up here, we got ourselves a summer break, and once Formula One comes back, who knows where this thing is going to go. But that is why we are here to speculate wildly and give out some bold predictions. And now, I alluded to this earlier, uh, Max Verstappen, Oscar Piastri, and Pierre Gasly on a podium for the sprint race. Mm-hmm. I predict that we will get that same podium for a normal race. Oh. Maybe, to take it a step further, Las Vegas. Okay. I think with a new race comes a whole lot of uncertainty and we're going to see that at Las Vegas where we get a wild podium there. And that is my bold take. Now right. it may, may not be in that order, but I think we'll see that, that podium again. All right. I, I think Gasly is going to get the Red Bull seat. Wow. Yeah. Gasly. I think it's oh. going to be announced over summer break. I don't think they're going to give Sergio Perez a chance. Um, and if not Gasly, I think they're going to announce the second Red Bull driver over summer break. I don't think it's going to be Perez. Wow. So we, we both kind of just written off Sergio Perez. Huh? We were talking about how great of a weekend he just had. And, yeah, now, we're about, <laughs> and now we're talking about his replacement already. Man. Yeah. But yeah, those are our bold predictions. Are they actually going to come true? Yes. Yes. Yes, they yeah. are. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. We try and do this thing following every episode. We try and... I messed up. Okay. Hey, it's okay. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of the Revved Up Podcast. We try to do this thing following every race. We'll be here again in three weeks or so following the Dutch Grand Prix. Until then, we'll see you later. Bye. Yeah.